Welcome, everybody, to another episode of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. As always, before we get into this week's episode, we want to give a shout-out and thank you to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever Libsyn you might listen to it. Is Stitcher still? Yeah, we're on Stitcher, brother. People got Stitcher still, right? People using Stitcher. Well, Stitcher's big for Android. Yeah, we got Stitcher. We got it goes all over the place. What else we got? iHeart Radio. iHeart, yeah, we're on oh, iHeart Radio. Spotify. Oh, sorry, we're on Spotify. Yeah, wow. yeah, nice. Okay, we're worldwide. Back in those plugs, Steve. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, that's okay. SoundCloud is the only one we're not on because they want us to pay money. <laughs> yeah, we'll see ya. Yeah, we'll talk SoundCloud. Yeah, nice. You and your fucking rappers. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. Who keeps us fed, and they'll do the same for you, of course. And we love when we're able to serve their pizza to you at our live events. What about our superstars uh, offering engagements at their nice. establishment? Oh, yeah. Congrats to our stars, the stars of AIW getting engaged. At, uh, look, if you want to get a special engagement set up at Angelo's Pizza, you know who to talk to. Talk to Brandon. Call for Brandon. Call for Brandon. Uh, that's Angelo's Pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Award-winning pizza, by the way, but they have more than just that. Uh, you know, a certain, certain guy that used to be on this podcast loved the bread and mushrooms. Try those out. Bread and mushrooms? Yeah. Buddy Landell's favorite. There Fruity. we go. Lemon drop season. That's what Biggins, right around the Biggins, corner. Soon Biggins as it starts the, getting nice out. Biggins love those bread and mushrooms from Angelo's, he always said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he'd always say. He probably never had, he probably never had a bread and mushroom. He'd always say. He's like, ah, oh, my friend Buddy Landell said bread and mushrooms, and... So I get those from Angelo's. Epic story at my yep. friends. <laughs> I know we've discussed it way deep in the archives. But but yeah, go back. Timeless story. Go back and look that up. Hey guys, I got you. I bought y'all some bread and mushrooms. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like, he was the producer. I want to hear that. We never, <laughs> we never fucking ate bread and mushrooms in our life, <laughs> buddy Landell. <laughs> producer Landell. So, uh, also thanks to Smart Mark Video. Uh, they are there at all of our live events. Shouts out to the crew. Robles to Gary to Shannon. Uh, Mike Burns. Mike Burns. Kind of the head honcho himself. Avid That's listener. Right. Avid listener. He's He's been having me sneak him some of those Patreon exclusives, too. Oh, snap. Remember when I had you text him that one thing? Oh, one what's that? About the stairs? He'll know. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll talk. Uh Check out Smart Mark Video. You can download past shows and stream them, or you could purchase past AIW shows on DVD, as well as plenty of other promotions. And speaking of streaming, check out independentwrestling.tv. You can stream AIW shows there with a monthly subscription. Make sure you use the code ABSOLUTE and use a trial. And thanks to Pollyanna DIY, we often get a little customized... Merchandise enamel pins, yeah. Enamel pins, so we yeah. If you want to cool? check out their enamel pins, check out some of these sweet one off t shirts they do, like this Midnight Express shirt. I was gonna did. say, they got other, yeah. Unfortunately, they got cool. that, they got that C and D over that awesome Jerry Lawler one, but I mean, we both oh, really? have that, we have that awesome uh Gilbert and Cactus one, you and I, yeah. I got that Jerry Lawler one though, I yeah. Got that. No one we know would have maybe maybe he'll sneak that into a C and D, maybe he'll sneak you one if you send him a send him a private email. I need to. What do you think? I, I talked to my man Jake. From what do you think, Jake? DIY quite a bit. That's think, like a Patreon exclusive. You're gonna start exclusive? like uh, like those Instagram Jake, fucking. Jake pirates? was gonna book me on his on his one off uh, birthday show, actually. Oh yeah, but he decided that uh, it was a little too much for him to do, and he didn't he didn't want to he didn't want the stress of promoting a show. He said maybe he wants to get into that like you know that bootleg piracy uh, 
Instagram, like totally designing things that's illegal things. Oh, the ones that you and I love? Yeah. Oh, like, Provision trying to get in on birthday shows. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. But, we'll uh, that's a whole other thing. We'll, uh, exclusive. Yeah, maybe he maybe he'll like only sell that Jerry Lawler uh, shirt again in like the Instagram story. Like that's how it seems like mm. those guys do it. Yeah, it's it like, is. It's like, hey, check the story. Only available for twenty four hours. Get this yeah. fucking shirt, and then they delete any fucking all the evidence. Like evidence, that or they or they have like a rogue big cartel store. Yeah. So Jake, think about it. If those yeah. those Jerry Lawler shirts were hot. Well, with that being said, uh, welcome to this week's episode. We're, uh, you know, we're just doing a little name association, having some fun here. The Bone Collector, Dominic Garini, is here, along with Mr. Wessa Mania himself, Maserati hey, Wes Barkley. new nickname every podcast. That's my new nickname. Uh, your new nickname? I didn't think that was a new nickname. Mr. New Nickname Every Podcast is, yeah. Oh, that's your, oh, gotcha, yeah. okay. Uh, also, as always, AIW owner John Thorne. Uh, my name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. What the hell just happened there? Classic Candido. Chris Candido just lost his tights. Tommy Why? Rogers. Why? The classic ass spot. We're watching November to Remember 97 as uh, we record this. That's uh, kind of what brought this about, is name association. We thought, you know, there's so many stories of guys that either have been through AIW or that we wanted uh, in AIW, and everybody seems to have stories. Like, we already opened this episode talking about Buddy Landell and his mushrooms and and uh, you could go back and listen to that episode. Well, what, this is kind of a uh, this is kind of a Wes Barkley idea because he's such a shoot interview fucking he fanatic. That's me. And uh, the best, <laughs> he said, the best part of a shoot interview is when they just start doing name association. <laughs> True. So, so uh, True. <laughs> I don't well, know. Let's start with this one. Let's start with Balls Mahoney. Balls <laughs> the story is yes. unreal. And I good start. Got to hear the whole thing. Okay, so I don't know. I. I, I <laughs> I think I, I would think that maybe we didn't tell this story in the podcast before, but who knows? Like uh, when we do these podcasts, it's somewhat of a like I, we do it and then I forget if I've ever told the story I don't before. Think this one's ever been on. Yeah, I've, I've never, never heard, heard this, this one. I, so yeah, I want you to. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would really have to narrow down this timeline. But uh, it it has to be when's when's WWE CW like what's the time? Two thousand six. Like to what? How long did it, how long? Two thousand six to two thousand ten. Oh wow! I was, I was literally just on the network. Uh, we were watching it during one of the previous sessions, and I was going through two thousand ten. They do like a four or five episodes in two thousand ten. But let's just for all intents and purposes say two thousand six to two thousand nine fully. Okay, so it's somewhere in this time frame. I'm thinking it's uh, probably closer to. 06, 07, uh, Biggins and I are at a Denny's, and it's next to a hotel where the WWE guys are, must must be staying. Uh, a lot of them, they used to stay at the Marriott, on uh, the airport Marriott on 150th. They've since uh, have stopped, stopped staying there. They, they're all yeah. over the place now. But uh, so Biggins and I, we, we must have went to a WWE show and then we're getting food afterwards at Denny's and there's like <laughs> you know there's like there's all sorts of like randomness going on like guys are guys are coming in and uh you know they're getting food and you know you're seeing like WWE guys and there's some fans in there and Biggins and I are are eating and we go to pay our bill and like you know, at a Denny's, like they have like the little like, it's like a booth like seat, but it's like at the 
the like waiting, waiting area. area. You know, it's right, like a, yeah. it's like a like a waiting area yeah, bench or whatever. There, yeah. yeah. So, so balls Mahoney is just sitting on it, and you know he's just like rambling about all kinds of stuff, and uh, he's yelling. He wants food. And, uh, you know, Biggins, he's not shy. He strikes up a little conversation with Balls, you know, drops some kind of weird fucking fact on him or something. Right. He said, like, what you get? You know, what are you waiting for, Balls? And he's like, I fucking ordered a fucking burger with pancakes as the buns, and these fucking <laughs> people don't have my fucking food. That's awesome. And uh, he's throwing a fucking fit. He must have been, you know, Balls mahoneyed out, you know, and he's <laughs> screaming about this fucking burger with the pancake buns. Then he goes out. Gets in a car, does a fucking bunch of donuts in the parking lot, parks the car, comes back in and says, is my fucking pancake burger done? And uh, I think he eventually gets it. I, I don't remember specifically where it goes from there, but uh, that's probably my only interaction, I think, with Balls Mahoney in my life. Is, <laughs> Unreal. Is, uh, that Danny's parking lot is not even that big either, too. No, he was, whipping, he, yeah. he was whipping around in there. And then uh, also, it, like in that parking lot, like uh, Randy Orton... Sabu and Chris Masters were like rolling around. What like, a you, squad. you know they were fucking getting some shit. Yep. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's that's my that's Brother my out. my balls, balls Mahoney. Mahoney. The originator of the McGriddle, right there. I, I, I something. I don't even know how long has the McGriddle been in the rotation? I, it, he might it might not have been No, it wasn't at that genius. point. But he was getting a hamburger, not a sausage patty. Well, so. yeah, that's right. true. That's 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 really iconic. Yeah, that's really all I got on. Uh, that's hilarious. On that's Balls Mahoney. Jesus, I don't have any Balls Mahoney stories. Wes Barkley thought that was fucking hilarious. That was great. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, well, you guys, you guys had a you thought interaction, Little Donnie. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let let's precursion. Not Little sure. Donnie from Five Dollar Wrestling. Everybody. No. Uh, we we proceeded to name this gentleman Little Donnie. So <clears throat> back in January. West or uh, early February, I'm yeah. sorry. Wes Barkley, myself, Joshua Bishop, and Big Twan Tucker took a booking in uh, scenic Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, we decided to, to split the drive up over two days as opposed to killing ourselves over just one whole day. For sure. Um, so we left Friday night. We stopped in Lexington, Kentucky, to grab a hotel. We grabbed only the finest of establishments, Wes, a, a, re a Red Roof Inn, for sure. And um, we park our rental. And uh, we we were gonna go check on the room before going and getting a nice little feast at the Waffle House. I was I was treating. Was that your first time that at Waffle was House? Me was? and Bishop's first time at Waffle House. Yeah, was, never been to a Waffle House. No. Yeah, oh no. man, I had, I had you know to, a Cracker Barrel guy, dude. I, oh, get oh, the fuck out of here, Cracker, Cracker Barrel. That's me. It's Scotty spot. Um, so we park the car and we get out and. Wes and Josh take a take a much better. I think it was with Twan. Wasn't Twan? Bishop's on his phone. Bishop's on his phone. Me and Twan, you and take, Twan a take, take a Snatch take. It. No, you guys took oh, a right. right. We won't you guys right. took a yeah, right, which yeah. was the which was the proper room. Yeah. For some reason, I took a left. Right. And uh, really, where's I, I'm, at? a man, a very inebriated man, comes up to me in a jacket. You know, reminiscent of a of he, he kind of looked like Rex Brody almost. <laughs> <laughs> and, so he, uh, he's not looking like little Donnie at all. No, for no, we just we just we just we just gave up. him little Donnie. We just gave him little Donnie as a yeah. name. I don't know why. Um, and he he proceeds to tell me, "Hey man, can you help me out?" And of course, you know, sometimes my heart's a little too big. I say, I say, what do you, what do you need help with, man? And he proceeds to just consistently ask me for help. Right. And I his I, car's running too. His by car the way. his van is running. <laughs> right. Um, and I go, what do you need help with, man? I said, I can't help you if you don't tell me. Um, this man just reeks of booze. Yeah. And he finally just looks at me and goes, I'm fucked up, man. I'm fucked up. 
And I go, okay. I go, how can I help you, man? And he still doesn't really have an answer. And he asks about a phone. So I go, do you need to use my phone? And he says, yes. Sheesh. And um, I go, okay. So I go, what's the number? And he proceeds to just tell me a number with no area code. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, I need an area code. I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Right. So... I, I dial the area I dial the phone number, and uh, it's it, he seems to be calling his mother, <laughs> and he goes, and his mom answers the phone, and this poor woman, likely awoken at about one o'clock in the morning, right, goes hello, and he goes mom, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this dude is on one. This dude is on one. He's just on He's one, losing his mind, and, and we were like, um, yeah. And I just proceed to to kind of take over. I go, hello, ma'am. I said, I don't know your son. I said, um, he's very inebriated right now. I was like, he needs some help. And he proceeds to just continue, consistently talk about to his mother about how fucked up he is. And I go, um, I go, he shouldn't be driving. And I go, could you please come and get him? And she goes, well, where are you guys? And I go, Lexington, Kentucky. And she go, and I go, can you come and get him? And she goes, uh, no, we live in Illinois. Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where this guy, Right. how this guy got from Illinois to Kentucky, I have right. no clue. Um, the guy, do you remember the guy that was walking around, though? There's some guy that was just like staying at the red roof. He oh. came by, he starts talking to me and Tuan. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you see that guy? You know who that guy is? He woke this whole damn floor up, that son of a bitch. And I was like, all right, yeah, man, for sure. We're trying to figure it out. And then he goes... <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's happening, but someone's losing their job here. Like, oh no, no, no! That comes later. At the, oh yeah, right. That right, comes right. later. The part. Um, so, at the moment this woman tells me she's from Illinois, I proceed to this guy just proceeds to spot off some more gibberish. And at this point, no offense, I just hang my phone up because I was mm-hmm. gonna, I was not letting this guy touch my phone. Yeah, I had him on speaker, so I just hang the phone up and I go, "Hey man, sorry, can't help you. We'll talk to you later." And. uh I proceed to leave, yeah, and we, we go, right? well, no, we go and we check into our room, we, we set all of our stuff down, and we decide to then go to Waffle House. This is where that guy, you yep. run into that guy. Yep, he's losing his mind. You ran into the same guy? No, this other guy. <laughs> but speaking of getting ran into, when we came back from Waffle House. No, no, this is before we left for Waffle House. I know, but, oh, he already left? Yeah, the, he left before we left. It's true that. Because we went and checked in the room, and then and then yeah. this kid, yeah. So in, what, eight minutes? An eight-minute span yeah. of us going to our room, dropping off our bags, everyone using the bathroom, and then coming out, the dude that Dom was talking about that's uh, severely inebriated has left with his vehicle, and there's a huge turf mark on the lawn of the Red Roof. As well, there is a, there, there was a truck that was parked oh, that uh, there's now debris all over. Yep, got a little side swipe action. Oh, it wasn't the side swipe. The guy, the guy, I think, threw his car in, or threw his work van in reverse, reversed as fast as he could, crushes into this truck, yep. and then takes a left out of the parking lot and turfs out at the parking lot. Yep. So, yeah, that was... Uh, that was, uh, that that was, was our experience. Chat, our Lexington, Kentucky, on the way to Chattanooga. Yes, sir. I thought you guys were talking. We're going to talk about Little Donnie from $5 Wrestling. I told you it was my Little Donnie from $5 Wrestling. Yeah. Some guy, though. But, sorry. Yeah. All right. Still, interesting road story. Sorry. We just had to throw that. Almost out. as interesting as the time I uh, I stopped at a rest stop with Big Tuan in the car uh, to take a nap since Tuan can't drive. And when I woke up 30 minutes later from my nap, he goes, 
Man, y'all never believe what they were doing in that car down the way. <laughs> they was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, he says, he says, man, the guy made eye contact with me. I was like, ow, you want to stop? I'm sorry. I, I keep going. Oh, my God. All right, since we brought up Big Twan, I got to. Shout out to Twan. I got to say this. As of this recording, uh, Johnny Gargano <laughs> oh, no. has come back home to Cleveland and been posting on Instagram. Poor Big Twan just keeps leaving him comments to come visit him at work. <laughs> okay. In, I'll get you lunch. That's awesome. Well, okay. Let's be real. This is also on the same drive yeah. where, we, where, where we had this hotel incident. Uh, at one point, I don't know, the Johnny's came on. Somebody's just came on. We were just in the themes yeah. just to pass time. And uh, Twan was reminiscing my Johnny. And I go, Twan, you know that you only trained with Johnny for like maybe three, four weeks, right? And he goes, oh... Oh, you right. That's his boy. You remember when he got the it's picture with the belt? Yeah, but that's but that's what that's what Johnny was coming back at sometimes though. Very randomly, still though. That was, but but I, can't 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 discredit the love the Big Twan has for Johnny. For I sure. couldn't help but to comment on uh, Johnny's picture with the title while he was sitting at the Cleveland airport and said that he was home. And I had to I had a comment and tag Twan. Twan gotta get that selfie. There you oh, go. God. Gotta get the selfie that with the title, brother. That's, that was a good time at Kells. Who else posted who, yet? Who else, who else you got yeah, for? Throw us, a random Steve. name out there. Uh, well, I want to talk about this one since we, you know, we mentioned people in WWE and they've got a new crop of talent. One of those is ACH, and this guy I, Albert debuted for AIW in May of 2011. I think in a dark match against Gary J. I I don't Gary know. J. made his return to AIW in 2018. He's been gone for well, that was that was while Thorne was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. yeah, he like filled in. Somebody canceled or something. Yeah, I like Gary J. It's just like it's he lives in such a weird part of the. Well, he world. lives in a weird part of the world, and he doesn't really have reliable transportation. I mean, I don't know what his transportation. Oh, is. Oh, I I know what it is, and it's he's got to have somebody driving because his car won't make it. He's told me. Well, all right. So how did how did Albert get into? Uh, he was like a guy that was based in Texas, and you know, it's at that time. You don't really hear it. You know, like Texas is one of those areas where, like, the draws are pretty good and uh, there's a lot of work because it's such a big state, but you don't really hear a lot about the Texas talents. Uh, So people had been telling me about this guy, ACH, and how great he is. Like, Masada was telling me about him and all these random people. And uh, he would when we were booking the submission squad, he would drive up and get in the car with them and ride with them. And I, I think he might've came to some shows and just like showed his face sort of thing. Uh, I can't be, you know, I I don't know like vividly if that's, you know, that happened, but I feel like that's a thing that happened. And, uh, you know, he came up and somebody talked us into, I I swear, I I think it might've been a, it might've been a dark match. Um, in May of 2011, and uh, it's on his best of DVD. It's him against Gator J. And, uh, you know, he he was very impressive, and then he started coming pretty consistently. He moved to St. Louis and started getting in the car with those guys. And, uh, you know, from there, the thing that really put him on the map was we were going to do a 30-minute Ironman match with uh, AR Fox and UHA Nation. Uh, who's now Apollo Cruz and um Apollo Cruz I feel like maybe got injured at that time and had to pull out. 
So we had been advertising this 30-minute Ironman match, so we just threw ACH in there on a whim, and uh, they had a fucking wild 30-minute match. And then I think we did it again. I think we did it twice. Damn. Uh, And then, you know, he was on shows for pretty consistently for a while, and then he just, you know, he blew up. Went back to Texas, too. Huh? He ended up going back to Texas. Yeah, that's like after the fact, though, I think. Like, uh, he, like, blew up and signed, you know, I think, I want to say he signed exclusive with the Ring of Honor. and uh, You know, he kind of, things just kind of drift apart there, and then we never got him, I don't think we ever got him back again um, after, you know, he was kind of out, you know, having, like, his indie resurgence or whatever. Uh, I will give him credit, though. You know, he texted me and... um, you know, he asked what our January date was. We didn't have a January date because he wanted to come and he wanted to work for all the places that gave him an opportunity early on. Uh, you know, didn't ask for money or anything, but you know, we just didn't have a date. But he wanted to kind of do a make good on his way to the WWE, uh, which you know is very respectable because not mm-hmm. a lot of people would do that. Definitely. Uh, another member of that same class who has been announced is uh, a young lady that is. We talked about this podcast before. We've said nothing but high praise for her is Karen Q. And uh, I don't really have a lot of stories on Karen Q. Was Karen Q one of the Rise girls from when you and Biggins did the first Rise seminar? Or was she kind of just uh, recommended to you guys by by the powers that be? I I feel like... Was that a Rover recommendation to you? I don't know. She did a couple GNOs. She, she was on one. the last girls' night out. She only that, did one, I think. Was it just that one? I think it we was only just booked that her twice. One, and then she Biggins, also Brit at the one at Akron. Uh, Biggins' last girls' night out. She was on that. I don't remember who suggested her to us. I don't think. I don't think Rise had anything to do with it, though. No, I think it, actually, of all things, I think it was Rover either suggested it to you or Biggins or somebody that needed a ride from that area might have you know mm, you know what it was a ride situation now that i think back about it because i think it was um tasha it ended up being tasha and her were the were the kind of like car and it was another person from that area and karen sonia strong. 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 strong yeah yeah i don't know I, I don't really remember like uh i know that was like a biggins discovery as you know i've, I've kind of hinted at before like a lot a lot of why the girls night out thing is just I have no motivation to do it is because, like, Biggins loved doing it so much. It's kind of not the same to do it without him. So it's kind of, you know, there's not a lot of motivation to go and do full-on girls' night outs uh, because he would just get so excited and doing all the research and, you know, uh, figuring it all out. So uh, Biggins would have been the one that made the call on Karen Q., at that time and then you know we brought her back that you know that one show she's a girl that if we would have been doing the girls night outs more consistently she would have definitely been you know a a centerpiece of it uh but you know she ended up you know also you like the business has changed so much since girls night out you know uh she was kind of wrapped up in the women of honor stuff and yeah um you know that ate up a lot of her dates but yeah i mean i i have no i literally have like really no stories on karen q at all uh, you she's know she's been super nice she was nice time that she was there yeah. and 
She she kicked some money in. I know when Biggins passed she did, away. She did she uh, did throw money in when Biggins passed away, which uh, you know that was kind of a reason why I wanted to at least bring her back at least one time because we had booked her once, and you know she she sent like a considerable amount of money to the, you know when yeah. we launched the fund to kind of raise money for Biggins' family for the funeral. And, you know, she, like, wrote, like, a note, you know, like, thanks for giving me an opportunity yeah. sort, of, sort of thing. So, um, you know, uh, if I could give her another booking because of that, you know, she more than deserved it. Because there's plenty of people that, you know, Biggins gave way more opportunities to that didn't yeah. send anything. So, yeah. you know, it's just uh, it's one of those things to where it go. It, it, it went a long way. And I can't remember every single person that donated, but like that one stuck up because it was like a person we had booked one time and had no future plans for at all. There was there was always one other person I remember donating that you, you guys never booked. That was wild, and that was Dijak. Yeah, was like you told me Dijak like there was, donated. I feel like there might have been some other people that we did never booked that donated, but I know Dijak did. As we're watching ECW here, I want to throw this name out because. As I watch him come to the ring, I'm like, how is Tom Lawler not cosplayed Taz? Just, just the towel over the head, the music. Um, it seems like a Tom, like the haircut and the facial hair. This is like a very Tom Lawler. I could see thing him doing Pitbull do. number two. You know what I mean? I, I, did, <laughs> I did meet the Pitbulls before when I was about 14. I got I to gotta pull the right picture of that bump stairs. Yeah. 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 I got a Sabu shirt on. And, uh, that's they awesome. they put me in a choke. They put me in a choke, and I told me to stick my tongue out. I mean, that's like the only Polaroid I have from wrestling is the pit bull. <laughs> me with the pit bulls. I met them at an indie show in Medina, Ohio, that had about fucking thirteen people in the crowd. Hey, me and Matt Wadsworth. And, uh, and did they bleed during that show for thirteen people? No, they didn't bleed. But the fucking Bushwhackers were on that show. That wow. show it was stacked. Reckless Youth was on that show. Oh, wow. Hey. Uh, Stevie Richards was on that show. Stevie. Tom Brandy was on that show. The, Bush- nice. uh, the Bushwhackers I've met. I met them in Miami. Joey Mercury was on the show. Man. Um, what year was this? Ninety-eight. Oh wow. Uh, Mike Quackenbush was on the show. Adam Pierce, I think, was on the show. Scrap Daddy. Nice. Uh, yeah. Wadsworth. Wadsworth found results results to it and uh it's, it was a pretty crazy amount of talent on that show but yeah i got i, I got n- nothing to say about tom lawler doing a fucking taz cosplay i think tom's kind of kind of scaled back on the cosplay yeah at least since you know our match at absolution i think he's he's trying to take everything a little bit more seriously now i don't oh, think so no i love that's the beauty of tom lawler at least in uh, aiw yeah in aiw at least i mean you, you you take a look at a lot of other places other than black label MLW, Tom's pretty serious. Well, that's a t- television-produced product, though. He's the champ. You know? Yeah. What else you got? What, what, what kind of yeah, name? Let's throw another name out there. Let's throw a name out there. Maybe. Nobody has a Taz story, huh? Taz? Not really. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything on the indies, per se. And No. Nobody ever meet Anybody ever meet him? Uh, I've never met. I've, nope. Never no, have. I've never met Taz. I've, I've sent out feelers of wanting to book Taz for a meet and greet. and yeah. Pricey. Very pricey. Got the radio show survives. Yeah, yeah I think I'll let you. Yeah, I think like I think he's only done like one or two signings like ever really like at conventions. So, uh, yeah, I love I love ECW Taz though. Same. Fucking love him. How about him against Louis Spicoli? Has anyone ever seen that match? I probably have, but I don't know. It's outdoor. It's at Tampa or something. They're doing the oh, yeah, beach yeah. beach mm-hmm. show. No, I don't know. I've never oh, seen that. I said, Taz, you need to take a chill pill. 
it's kind of messed up. But uh, yeah, that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to Luis Piccoli. That's my guy. There's just something I noticed that I thought is a a fun little bit of AIW trivia when it comes to the website. There was one man listed on the AIW website. AIW the website current, is so fucking outdated. He's listed in the current roster. The only thing and we, alumni. The uh, wow, it's facade, right? Facade. <laughs> the only thing that we updated. Is the fucking store typically the tickets, and then it's one that, that's another project that I started working on during the time off, and then you know it's just uh, I only got so so much time. I don't do the website. We have a webmaster, but it's like he can only do what I tell him. So if Steve Guy or Dom want to fucking take on the task of putting together what Negative. needs to be done, Steve Guy, and uh, I can send it. I can send it to him. I thought this was gonna be a Wadsworth undertaking. I tried to talk to him about it and you know Wadsworth is big in the intramural sports these yes, days. Yeah, he's very big oh, in sports. Yeah. What was that dude's name again? Brockus. 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 He's yoked. Didn't I, they wrestle? I thought about tracking him down for a jailet. Oh, he just said he did something. I think he I think he's lives in Germany now. Yeah, he was from Germany. He was this guy was signed to WWF and they sent him right. down. Well, this was, so this was back when they were doing like the talent exchange. Like they thought sending Brackus to ECW would be like sending him to like OVW or FCW or whatever back in the day. All right, what do you got next, Steve guy? Uh, nobody from AIW. I just want to know uh, your thoughts on Krona Crush. Love oh Kona God. Crush. Kona Crush. <laughs> I know. My God, that's 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 one that Thor and I bring up just about every booking session we have, or when we think about names, and we just go, "Man, I wish Kona Crush was alive." I have literally no stories on Kona Crush other than. Uh, did you ever see him live, like as a kid? I'm sure I did. I don't. I don't specifically remember. I know, like I went to a lot of house shows when yeah. I was a kid, um, but. Uh, I'm sure I saw. I, I'm sure I saw Kona Crush. But the, the only thing I know for sure is I saw Tatanka because I had one of those fucking uh, foam tomahawks. Foam tomahawks. Nice. I saw off the top of my head. I saw uh, Crush twice live at house shows. One time he was uh, organ program with Yoko as Kona Crush. Oh. And then I saw him when he was part of Demolition. Mm. And it was a six man tag. It was it was all three members of Demolition: Axe Smash and Crush. Against uh, uh, Legion of Doom, as it were at the time, and Ultimate Warrior. Wow. It was like face paint heaven. Squad. Which up. is not your kind of match, John Thorne. But <laughs> I liked fa- I, no, I like face paint in that era. I don't like face paint in the current era. Okay. I think it's just, you know, face paint in the 80s, early 90s, all day, brother. Does Dan Housen get a pass from you on the face paint now at this point? Yeah. I mean, he's all right. Okay. But I went. Or tart for that one. Man, I went, I went crazy for. For the warrior and, and, and all those guys it was awesome. Yeah, I got no stories on Kona Crush other than would I you think. Let, would, if let's say if Crush was still alive, would you let him do like the 1994 heel Crush face paint? Uh, I think like the star thing on his face. Oh, that was. I, lo- you, I love that heel Crush. I love I, with Yoko and Mr. I Pitch. love that look, but I think Kona Crush kills the meet and greet. I agree. That was uh that face or Demolition paint. Crush. Okay. Right. That was when he was with uh not chronic. Crush. He was like martial arts. <laughs> not crush. chronic. Not not chronic. Not uh. Oh. No. Okay. What else you got? Let's chronic. let's just run it. Let's just chronic. run a couple names. They they don't got to be AWP people. Who fucking yeah, gives just a throw shit? Throw out a random thing. You're people are driving. Aw- people are sitting at their desks, bored of fucking work on They're Monday. Drinking coffee. Drinking Shout some- out to anyone that drinks coffee. What sparkle? You got a name? I'm just going off you. I'm All trying right. to think Despite, about. I'm still, I'm still stumped here. about Lance Storm's mullet. 
Yeah. I'm that's, can we talk about, about that? that? What's as that? we're watching this, he, like his whole head well, yeah, is like, buzzed. Like everybody knows like 97 Landstorm had like that weird multi-colored tail. No, yeah, yeah. What is real that? rat tail. He had the rat tail going that's, on. Yeah, but the rat tail's like you still gotta have the and 97, hair, wild. 97, that was a thing. Oh, and the bleach shit. blonde like... I mean, good for him. I, I got a story about the fucking security guards that walk everybody to the ring. Really? Okay. For ECW? Yeah, right there. Atlas Security. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've been trying to hire him for these <laughs> Winchester shows, you know? So, me and... Uh, close Kurt. <laughs> I was in a bar in Parma. It's since closed. I think, I think it was called Scoreboards, maybe, or something like that. It was like a big Parma bar back a couple years ago, and... Uh, I was in there randomly, and I'm like, who the fuck are those guys? I know those guys. Guy's got an ECW windbreaker on. Wow. And it's like, at fucking 2008, 2009, I'm like, where? Like, there's just these two random guys in ECW windbreakers at this fucking bar. And uh, I was just happened to be there by chance. And I, like, I like snap a picture on probably my Razor phone or whatever, and I send it to Biggins, and he's like, that's Atlas Security. And Biggins lives like 45 minutes away. He fucking hops right in the car and fucking drives <laughs> out. Wow. Of course he did. And, uh, you know, we fucking start chatting up these fucking Atlas Security guys. There was a TNA house show in Cleveland the next day. Wow. And they said, come on down, find us, we'll get you in. And uh, it was, but it was being promoted. Firestorm Pro, the fucking competing company, bought the show. Wow. Oh. So... We fucking we go and Jeff Jarrett pulls up in a like a rental or whatever. Uh-huh. He goes in. Atlas Security walks us in the building, right behind fucking Jeff Jarrett. Nice. Uh, you know, right past the, all the people at the rail trying to get autographs. We walk into the back. We see fucking Dirty Dutch Mantel. We're in the <laughs> locker room. Wow. Uh, <laughs> fucking firestorm people get wind that uh we've somehow fucking breached security and gotten into this fucking event that they thought was going to put them on the map and uh did that event put them on the map well no then they fucking come and get us and they escort us out of the building but instead of going out the little side door that we snuck in that atlas security snuck us in they marched us right out through the fucking front door where (laughs) all the fans were so it looked like we were fucking we fucking totally invaded their fucking wow. thing. And we were getting big fucking AIW chances. We were getting nice. escorted out of the fucking, nice. out of the room, but or, or out of the venue. But yeah, those Atlas security guards just wearing ECW windbreakers. That's awesome. I got Dave the Potato awesome. still texts with them because I think Dave the Potato might have been at the bar. I don't know. That's awesome. Probably got, the same birthday. I got one for you. Sure. Nice. Tommy Rich. Nice. Uh, I talk about Tommy Rich. Did I talk about Tommy Rich with... Uh, uh, a little so bit with Josh. About that match. I yeah. feel like I talked about Tommy Richards with uh, J-Pro. somebody a couple weeks ago. It was J-Pro. Yeah, on, J-Pro on his, stretching out. He was stretching he was out and everything, talking about Tommy in the locker room. And how J- it was like JT's hero. Yeah. So, like, I I didn't have too many interactions with Tommy Rich. He was at Cleveland All-Pro a lot. Um, he was randomly at the Gathering the Juggalo show that I went to with Cole Cabana, who like that was like a that was like a wild time because everyone thought that they were gonna get stiffed on pay, and like I, I want to say maybe Eugene or somebody had like a stick, and they were like going to like look for the fucking ICP to make sure they got paid because they had all sorts of fucking names booked, Jesus. and I I remember just like sitting on a fucking on a car hood with Tommy Rich or something. We were fucking like <laughs> drinking beers. I, like I have very vague memory of this, uh, but that was, you know, also this 
like there's a lot going on. Like that's where Brian Christopher and his buddy try to beat up the fucking drug dealer. Mm. That's where fucking Jamie Dundee discovers the drug bridge at the gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> like, uh, that's where I met Terry Funk for the first time. Vader was there. Booker T was God. there. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you look up some of these lineups, it's fucking, it's crazy. Sabu was there. Well, I got the one, I borrowed the one show from you and that's just star studded. Yeah, but this is like, I don't right. even know if they released these on DVD or whatever. Uh, but I don't have a lot of Tommy Rich stories. Tommy Rich is a guy that I've been thinking about booking, like on maybe one of these like sporadic fucking weird shows. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I definitely didn't appreciate him enough when uh, he was coming around because I just didn't know what his accomplishments were. Uh, Tracy Smothers, like he was like the guy that was with the FBI that managed the FBI to me. Like a lot of the times, yeah. When I saw him, I didn't know he was like NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He had a he had a little run. What else you guys got? What about uh? Well, when are we gonna get Stevie Ray? I don't know. I mean, does anyone really want Stevie Ray? I was talking about Stevie, Stevie Ray? Ray with Magnum CK the other day. <laughs> Do people want Stevie Ray? I don't know. Right. I mean, they probably want Stevie Ray and Booker. Yeah. I know. I, I, I know. Ray. I know what at least a one tiny subsection of fans wants. What's that? PG thirteen. Wow. No, not after that. A couple of weeks ago, Jamie Dundee fucking. Sheesh. Yeah, he went nuts. He oh, went, he went nuts again. He. Uh, I yeah, missed this. You can't sorry. talk. Can't even talk about what he was saying. Oh boy. Yeah, that one. We're gonna have to cut okay, that. Okay, we're about post. to. Um, we got Steve. Come on. Uh, I'm trying to think of like old just school WWE. Well, you can just fire anybody out. You can say anything. You can fire anything this out. Is, hey, this, this is, is this is an open forum, Steve. Yeah, anything. Just say a word, and we'll come up with something. It's word association, right? Oh, the Sheik, Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik, baby. Sheiky. Yeah. Uh, oh anything. shit! Actually, I kind of have an Iron Sheik story. Well, he was. He did the indies around here, but I don't think I ever saw him in the early 2000s. I have an early 2000s chic story from an indies. But uh, I did try to, like, I did reach out to see, like, about him doing a signing, and it was, like, way fucking too much. Is that ES? So, ES management? No. I want to know. He'll come to, like, bachelor parties. and. So I've so got one. I've got, I've got a chic story then. So I remember I went to an indie show, I want to say in 06. Either 05 or 06. It was in Canton. And um, the headliners were uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, nice. the Iron Sheik, and uh, M Dog and Josh. And I remember I was super into backup wrestling at the time. So I, I met M Dog and Josh and I lost my mind. I was so excited. And then uh, Sheik comes out to his table. And I literally remember Sheik. Uh, talking people into taking a picture with him with his uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship belt. Which he never <laughs> held. Yeah. Which he never held. He would bring around with him, yeah. He would bring around with him. And then after he'd be like, oh, I'll take a picture with me. The people would take a picture with him and be like, okay, that's $10. Oh, and he would never and he classic. would never tell them ahead of time. Like They would get it and they'd be like, oh, shit, I got to pay the Sheik 10 bucks. That's a worker classic. right there, yeah, brother. Some yeah. dude tried to do that to me on Venice Beach oh. once. That's a worker. Yeah, some... Messed up I wrestled Axel Rotten once as he's on the screen. Wow. Uh, Nothing too eventful there. He's all fucked up. We've we've talked about this guy before, uh, especially when Biggins was here. Virgil. I'm going to throw out the... I have a Virgil story from WrestleMania last year. I mean, from I last told... Last year? Yeah. Oh. I told... Like, I know that I told my Virgil story on one of these podcasts a long time ago. I think ago, we told but, it a couple times. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> was trying to get me to grab his balls in Parmesan. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So... And then... Oh, really? uh, 
Biggins was like best friends with him. Biggins loved when we Dude, would run into fast. Virgil. Loved at a geek fest. Biggins like Biggins loved when we would run into Virgil all the time because he would like love getting him going on shit. <laughs> yeah, like, for one, sure. One time we saw him at a like a deaf wrestling charity event, and like Virgil was there somewhere in Pennsylvania, and Biggins was just fucking riling him up, and JJ Dillon was there, and Virgil just going JJ JJ <laughs> JJ, and then Biggins was fucking just got on that too. Uh, <laughs> So then it was like both of those motherfuckers going JJ JJ JJ, JJ, JJ. Uh, but yeah I don't have I don't have a lot of Virgil like you know the the him trying to teach me fucking wrestling moves and like shooter reversals in the mall is really all I got you know um, I, I know he was at that geek fest thing and big but I was just like trying to avoid him and Biggins was just like trying to razz him up right so last year uh, Posh Chain Center were. Um, all of the kind of like WWN events were held. I was booked for Bloodsport and I was setting up my merch and I was in my full gear ready to go. And Virgil sees my board shorts and he goes, Oh man, you like UFC fighter? I said, uh, It's kind of like what I portray. Yeah. And he goes, well, Why don't you fight in the UFC? Wow. And I said, Well, I was at this point, I was like, Oh God. So I was like, I gotta give him. I was like, oh, I'm I'm too pretty, man. I'm like, you don't want to mess his face up. He's like, yeah, but they make all that big money in the UFC. Why don't you fight in the UFC, man? And I said, uh, maybe I'm just not good enough. And he goes, man, you know who my brother is? And I said, no, no, Virgil, I don't. And he goes, Anderson Silva. Oh my god. <laughs> he says, he says, you see all them kicks and stuff he throws. I taught him all that. That's awesome. And, and he's coming back, and and I'm gonna be in his corner. I said. Well, Virgil, that, that that that's awesome, man. I'm really excited for <laughs> you. Cool. And uh, tell your brother Anderson I said good luck. <laughs> and it just at that point he would not leave me alone. And at that point, like I was like, how do I escape this man? Get him some Olive Garden <laughs> gift cards. Yeah, fucking Virgil's good in small doses, but <laughs> yeah, he's good in small doses for a nice fun story. But that's about it. What do you got, Steve? Guy? Uh, Kurt Angle? Nothing on Kurt Angle, dude. Uh-huh. I mean, how about when you uh, wrestled Corporal Robinson? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a deep cut, dude. Yeah, let's hear that. Uh, it sucked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he beat the fuck out of me, dude. <laughs> he fucking uh. So like, Pondo got me booked at fucking JCW. Uh, I was supposed to wrestle Pondo for the fucking JCW World Heavyweight Title or whatever at Nautica wow. downtown Cleveland. Uh, before an ICP concert, it was like. So there's a lot of people there. Uh, Biggins taped the whole fucking match. It's probably the only footage of this fucking Corporal Let's get Robinson on match. I don't fucking. I got to find his digital. Boys. It was on his digital camera memory card. We'll find it. Uh, something happens. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what happens. But Mister Insanity Toby Klein shows up, and then now he's gonna wrestle Pondo. Okay. And I have to wrestle Corp. And like this is like Corp is like head of security for fucking psychopathic records, but he's like really just like all fucked up, like right. you know trying to buy pills in the parking lot Jesus. and stuff allegedly. Right. And uh, so I'm like, fuck, you know, like where is this fucking guy? Like, uh, he's nowhere to be found all fucking day. You know, it's like I'm like Panda, what the fuck? can't find him can't find him can't find him and it's like the show starting <laughs> and like it's like a three or f- like three match like jcw before fucking uh show yeah before the concert, fucking yeah. icp concert which 
I think I think Coolio opened for. Wow. There was like a summer where I ran into Coolio like multiple times. But That's uh a good summer. Yeah. I think it was that summer. That's awesome. And uh big summer. Fucking I see him like right before I fucking go out and like he doesn't say anything to me. So like I'm in like totally it, staring at you too, right? I'm totally in the ring cold and I think I think Kevin Gill might be the referee for it. And uh, he says, uh, "Corpse." Uh, he said, uh, "Go fucking." Corp wants you to fucking grab, touch him on the shoulder and like spin him around. So oh, I do, right, right? I do, and he just punches me so fucking hard right in the face, like as hard as a fucking human can punch somebody. And he just fucking beats me up for fucking four minutes. And then Violent J's little son was supposed to beat me up, who was like <laughs> six years old. <laughs> And then his name was Violent JJ, uh, but that doesn't happen because Corporal Robinson just fucking throws me out of the fucking ring, and uh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. And wow. then, uh, he says, "Oh, he gave me like a fucking uh, thank you handshake backstage or whatever, like the worker brother." And right. uh, I don't think I ever, I, I don't think I ever sense. saw him, saw him again. He had that Twitter run for a second. He's he he DM'd us wanting to fucking. Wanting a booking, but uh, yeah, he, he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't remember he beat the fucking shit out of me before. <laughs> wow, well, like that's probably the hardest. That. That's probably like I've been in like a lot of fights when I was younger. That's probably the hardest anybody ever punched me in the face in my life. Sheesh! I'm looking up top fifty people from. Uh, it says wrestling's golden era. Uh, right now, man, Maserati was Sid Justice. Sorry. What do you think about him? I think we already did an entire podcast. Yeah, Sid. I'm sick of hearing about fucking yeah, Sid. Fuck Sid. Yeah. Uh, Ruined my whole fucking fandom. Sid was like one of my favorite wrestlers. All right. Man, that so tag team wrestling up. was pretty big at this time. Where did you stand? This is like when you and I were growing up. You had Killer Bees, British Bulldogs, Heart Foundation, Demolition. How old do you think John Thorne is? He's as old as I am. Yeah, we're the same age. How old are you, Thorne? I don't want to disclose on this podcast. This is like this is like an age I never thought I'd make it to. That's <laughs> all. That okay, that's fair. Did you did you watch any of those guys, or did you pick any? Who do who would I pick out of yeah, all them? Yeah, uh, I'm probably going Heart Foundation or Demolition. I'm yeah. not. I don't care about Killer Bees. I feel like nobody did, but they were. Coca Banda loves big fucking deal back then. Coca Banda loves the Killer Bees. Why? Who's he love? Brian Blair. Or- or old Jimmy. I think oh, Jumpin' Jim. I think Jumpin' Jim. Jumpin' Jim. Yeah, we're, we're, this has been going for a while. Well, you got, I'll give you give you two more. Uh, Let's get some good. Just say you're random. Give me Nasty Boys. Whoa. Nasty Boys? Uh, I met Nasty Boys one time in Philadelphia, and uh, they were fucking like with some Rizzies or whatever. I probably told this story before. And uh, I went to like introduce myself to them and I like get their names or whatever. And they like made me carry their fucking bags to the oh car. My God. <laughs> That's awesome. I saw them on uh, Bourbon Street. Knobs. No- oh, yeah. Knobs was rolling around it's with like, like we a got weird crew. party. We I'm, got a whole party. I met Knobs in uh, in Miami. I went to a show with, with, uh, with my buddy. And we went there because it was like that Legends of Wrestling. And yeah, Nobbs he runs that. With, 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 he uh, runs it. Yeah, him and Goldberg is like his money backer on that. At least he was at the time. So it was like Kurt Angle was there too. 
but him, Mick Foley, and all these guys. But Nobbs was just like, yeah, keep just go party with all of us afterwards. We're going to go to this hotel and blah, blah. And so, like, Van Vliet and I are like, yeah, man, we can go party with, like, Goldberg. Was, was Terry there? Kurt Angle and, huh? Was yeah. Ter- was little Terry, Terry Boyle? No, he, no. No, no, no he wasn't But there. he's, Nobbs is in the crew, I know. Yeah, that. I know, you remember when Nobbs was on but like, Hogan's best? But Beefcake. All, all of, like, Bag the Terry man. crew, the whole Terry crew was there, yes, though, sir. like, at the show, because, like, Beefcake is there. Uh, Bushwhackers are there making Hogan omelets, and uh, I'm trying to think who else was, you know, whatever running with that crew there. And we're like, man, we go party with all these guys, and we're kind of like asking questions as we're talking to these dudes, like, yeah, you guys going to this afterwards? Like, none of them are. So we're like, well, who the hell is going to this after party with knobs? And we're like, yeah, nah, we're not. We're not knobs, man. We're not going to that. He's always wild now. Somebody was floating around a fucking. Nobs fucking nude a couple months ago. <laughs> I don't know that that's <laughs> on Twitter. Why does how does that continue to float? That's not that's on Twitter. I don't know. Look, that's not one that you want. Um, but nasty boys are always kind of guys that are I'd like to book, but then also I don't know if I'd want to book them. Yeah, sort of guys. Some horror stories out there about them. Would you? I got knobs against Ken Chairman. I got knobs phone Whoa, number. Oh, brother! I was bummed when we found telephone out telephone on uh, a pole match. We couldn't get... Shout out to the Hannibal YouTube channel. Yeah. Anyone else watch that? That's I fucking... Shout out to Hannibal. After I'm you listen to this podcast, listen to, get on that Hannibal YouTube, because that's how I spend my boredom at work. <laughs> we did our we did our research on, on Rick Martell, and I was bummed that uh, we couldn't get him. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget who I just looked up. Well, Tito Santana. Tito? Yeah. I talked to him not that long ago. He wanted a fucking nice price tag of money that I, I didn't think Tito You'll really think- gets anywhere else. You don't think Tito would get it? He's yeah, T- Tito's that weird kind of guy that like his run ended in '93, and he like somehow never popped up in WCW or anything. But I guess he was always like a high school gym teacher who just took like bookings on the weekends to just like supplement his like retirement. Yeah, I think he's been doing like he used to do indies around here all the time. Like he's been an indie wrestler since '93, '94. Uh, but yeah, I I don't. I've probably been in the same area or met Tito before, but uh, I talked to him. He was like a guy I thought about bringing in for like a jailet or something, and like he asked me for like way more money than I've heard Tito's that worth. he gets, and that's that's where the conversation oh, ended. Oh shit, Guido! Guido Steve just Guy got said murdered. he's got a good one for you. Well, yeah, you can ask it. Go ahead. I know you're really excited about no, it. No, I'm not. I'm just throwing Oh, my God. Just say it. Mike Enos, man. What's up Yo, with Mike we, Enos? We were watching the Mike Enos match earlier against Chavo. Man. He was he was all fucking allegedly fucking needled up, you know, in WCW. He was doing some fucking wild-ass moves on a <laughs> Thursday Night Thunder. Right. And Power bombs. He's got the easy money rope. probably going out before him. And uh, Those Thursday no. Night Thunders no. were great. No, this, See, it was sequel pay for Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Wow. And uh, he was doing this like some crazy ass moves I never saw. Somehow Mike Enos looked younger in WCW than he did when he was in WWF as the Beverly Brothers. Wow, wild! Uh, those were I've been actually trying to track those like the Beverly Brothers down for. Would you get them just as the Beverly Brothers? Well, yeah, I don't think they would wrestle. They don't wrestle, really. but to How do a meet old and greet are they right now. When sixties, when fifties mm, maybe. Yeah. yeah. When well, I, I, Wayne Bloom is not in the best of shape. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't done that extensive research, but I was trying to track him down because uh, initially for the for the Rubber City Con show with Lanny Poffo, I wanted to get them together as like a unit for a photo op. Yeah. 
but I just I couldn't I couldn't track them track them down. So if anybody's got the fucking the contact on the the Beverly Bros, slide into my DMs. No, we don't mean Bobby Beverly. Based on that's what he's based on, though. Uh, I'm gonna end on on this one just out of curiosity. If you have any stories, and you may or may not, so that way it's easy. But Bob Backlund, have we ever reached out to him? Uh, have you ever? Has anybody ever met? I'm, I met Bob. Yeah, I, WrestleMania I, 32 in Dallas. I saw I saw Bob. Uh, Bob was like, uh, for some reason, for some reason, Bob Backlund was like just traveling around to WWE was that like he was like in the queue at a fucking or standing outside the queue trying to sell t-shirts or something like a couple years ago (laughs) like he would just follow wwe around and like try to like sell merch like on the fucking steps of like arenas (laughs) wow but like like also probably a guest of wwe so like he was trying to double dip double dip earl heaven and uh uh, maybe it was like, maybe it was when he was doing something with Darren Young. I don't remember. So I think this was like right before the Darren Young thing because this was about probably the time that I saw him. I was at WrestleMania in Dallas, and he was like standing outside of Access, like multiple days in a row, like having people sign a petition. I think it was something about the to cross run for face president. Chicken. No, I think it was like he was like trying to get something about the crossface chicken wing. And I don't know, it was like right when Marty started using it. So I think it was like he wanted to be like credited as the creator of it. And um, I just remember, like, everybody was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, it's Bob Backlund. He was, like, taking free pictures with everybody. Like, super nice guy, very eccentric. And I remember later in that weekend, Marty ended up, like, doing a photo op with him where it was like, oh, Bob signed over the cross-face chicken wing to me and stuff. Wow. Marty Scroll, you mean? Yes. Because, uh, you know, when you say Marty, I Mike think Marty Janetti. Yeah, me too. I think, oh, I yeah. thought we think of Marty DeRosa. No, I think I was thinking Janetti. No, I was. Uh, I mean, he definitely I mean, that, this, that is that is the, the year that Marty Janetti got drunk and ended up in the fountain at WrestleCon. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, I Bob Acklin was a guy that, like, I was considering for, like, yeah, a jailet or something. Just, because like, he, he, he wrestled in Japan, like, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, uh... Like black black label was trying to book him, and I was kind of intrigued by that. And I I never reached out to Bob Backlund, but he got a hold of Bob Backlund, and uh, it was basically said that he would only do wrestling matches in Japan, mm. but he would do like meet and greets in America. But I don't know. I just I mean I could just picture a bunch of AIW fans lining up to get a picture with Bob and be in the crossface chicken wing. Maybe. When I met Roddy Piper, he put me in the fucking sleeper. That was sick, dude. That's a photo up. I That's awesome. That's awesome. He put me in the fucking sleeper. He fucking put it on stiff, too. He was like, he really fucking <laughs> wrenched it on, dude. Uh, that was, yeah. That's, you know, that's probably the best fucking, that's probably like the most legendary, like, thing that ever happened to me is Roddy Piper put me in a fucking sleeper <laughs> hold for photo up. I, like, asked for it. Like, he was just doing regular fucking, uh, regular fucking photos. I was like, do you want to toss that sleeper on me, brother? And he fucking he fucking wrenched it on me, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was sweet. Like he did some random ass show in Youngstown. I like. I wish we could have booked Roddy Piper, honestly. That but been awesome. He was what his price tag was at the time in the financial state of AIW, like impossible. But uh, Biggins fucking never uh, never missed an opportunity. He like emailed the arena that was you know, promoting this show with like legends <laughs> and the guy's name was Eric Ryan that worked at the arena, but it wasn't that Eric Ryan. And uh, he was like, Hey, you know, look at 
all these social media numbers we have and stuff. And he's like, we'll promote the show for you if we can get uh, a couple of the VIP passes, which the VIP passes got you fucking to meet Roddy Piper for free. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, we went and fucking, I got the fucking Roddy Piper sleeper fucking tossed on me. There it is. It seems like there's no better note to end on. So we'll we'll end it there. Uh, hopefully you guys had fun with this. We're just spouting off, I don't know, dumb little stories that we spouting have. Spouting off guys. nonsense because we we took such a long time off. We yeah. didn't, you know, we, we didn't have any fucking shows to talk about. We had to build up uh, some content here with some with some nonsense these last but, couple weeks. You know, every everybody for the most part that's been uh, to wrestling shows has some sort of story so yeah uh if you've met one of these guys or anybody in general and you think you got a fun story certainly interact with us uh on instagram twitter or on facebook at ai wrestling and could you know uh, if if you have topic ideas or questions you want answered uh shoot steve at ai wrestling.com an email yeah absolutely and uh you know it's something that we can definitely cover because uh, you know, we are getting ready to go into the heavy season of the schedule, so we'll have plenty to podcast about, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure that there's stuff that you guys want to know uh, that maybe we don't, you know, like doesn't cross our mind. So any suggestions you have for shows or topics, uh, go ahead and email Steve at AIWrestling.com, and uh, he'll keep kind of like a running, uh, I guess, list of, of things to discuss that, you know, fans want to fans want to hear about because <coughs> we ain't doing this pot we're not doing this podcast for for ourselves you know we're, <laughs> right. we're doing it for you guys fucking sipping coffee right now yeah sir I've, I've already uh ran through all the emails that previously had so let's get some new ones uh new ones in there and nice. other than that, if people don't listen live i don't know why fucking west barkley's been pushing this fucking sipping coffee people you know what I mean? listen to this on monday mornings you don't believe it some people do I think so. Monday, Mondays. I'm drinking coffee till about four o'clock. Uh, on I see Monday, a lot of a lot of Tuesday me. tweets usually on okay. the podcast. So you don't think it's live? Uh, we get a lot. A lot of people listen to it on Tuesday. Okay, it's there forever too. You know. Yeah, yeah true. Let's do it anytime. Timeless, timeless. Sorry, that's on me. Let's get these num- Let's get these guy. downloads back up. You know. Yeah. Downloads yeah. back up. Patreon. We're cruising. Appreciate everyone that's supporting. The Patreon podcasts are fucking. Those have been pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Well, for Dom Greeny, for Wes Barkley, for John Thorne, my name's Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Thanks.